we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't so know. Don't, don't ever bring you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Butted Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host for all things NYC. That's Armin on the MIC. <laughs> Never do that again, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm going to do that all the time. <laughs> I love that intro for you. I think it's, it's fun. I love spelling. It's always good to throw letters in there makes it seem cool. Uh, you just love spelling. You're just a spelling bee guy now. I actually was really good at spelling when I was younger. And I was really excited about the spelling bee because I was like, I'm totally going to win the spelling bee. And I was in, I'll never forget it. I was in the fourth grade. So it was the first year that I could like really like actually go for the spelling bee, like the, the big kid spelling bee. And I, my word was Mexican and I spelled it wrong and I am Mexican and I got so nervous. I choked spelling my own ethnicity. How did you spell it? Um, I have no idea. I think I wrote, I spelled, I think I added an extra C in somewhere because I was nervous. I think I wrote like Mex, I think I said M-E-X-C-I-C-A-N because I got nervous. Eddie, that's embarrassing. I can't believe you just put that on a podcast. But we got to talk about New York. I'm like, on my day, oh, my past. Let me tell you a story. God, God, guys. Just do that for Patreon, Eddie. Just do a a monologue once a week. I I should just start vlogging is really what it needs to come down to. I just need to start talking. Well, because I just have a lot I want to say. But we're talking about the New York ladies live. Are we? (laughs) You know what? We can keep talking about me. (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. Um, But our listeners do because they came here for... um, For some Roni. For some Sonia. For for some some Ramona Coaster. For some Countess. For some Leah. um, But not Tinsley. Not Tinsley. Armin, Tinsley's really bringing her own this season. (laughs) Okay, I got it. Well, let's start with the episode because it starts with Tinsley and I want to talk about Tinsley because Tinsley and Sonia are having this like, or no, it's Tinsley and Leah, right? Are they the ones that are there first? Tinsley and Sonia are there first. Are Tinsley and Sonia, then then Leah comes At the rooftop bar. Yes, because Leah's looking bomb AF. I love her outfit. She always looks so good. Um, But um, with Tinsley and Sonia, basically Sonia's like trying to explain because after last episode, obviously, you know, Dorinda called Tinsley, a prostitute, was like, I don't understand your situation with Scott, blah, 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 all these things, I don't know you. And Sonia's, like, reiterating this to Tinsley and trying to defend Dorinda's position and be like, yo, you know what, like, um... She doesn't open up to Dorinda, she only opens up to Sonia. Yes. Um, But Tinsley's like, I don't need to tell Dorinda everything. Dorinda doesn't need to know every single thing about my life. She doesn't need to keep tabs on me. Yes, we're friends. But my friends don't need to know every single time I hang out with Scott. And she, like, explains, like, um, you know, we're exes, but we still see each other. Yes, sometimes when we see each other, it's romantic. Sometimes we just see each other to see each other. It's nice to just be in each other's company and maybe, like, have lunch or go get a coffee. I've been in that situation before. You know, like, it's 
a relationship that you had for a reason. It's someone that you take time to care about. And it's like, sometimes you just want to chill and hang with them. And that's fair. But the problem is Dorinda thinks that any time that, you know, Tinsley hangs out with Scott, they're back together. He's like giving her money. He's taking her shopping. He's being her sugar daddy. They're going to get they're engaged again. And it's like, no, that's not the case. And at, I'm proud of Tinsley for sticking up and saying, you know what? Like, this is my life. Dorinda can take it for what it is, but I don't need to let her know every single little time I see Scott because it does not involve her. Yeah, I don't think Dorinda wants to know every time she sees Scott, though. I feel like there's multiple truths here, right? Like, obviously, Dorinda doesn't need to know every last detail of Tinsley's life. I don't really think Dorinda's looking for that either, though. She may be prying a little bit, but I think it mostly comes from the place of wanting to wanting transparency from a supposed friend, right? Maybe yes. Tinsley doesn't really look at Dorinda that way. Because in Dorinda's view, Tinsley isn't really being fully honest, right? And I think that's kind of true. Like, I know, Eddie, you're saying, we got to take Tinsley at her word here, but if you hear what Tinsley's saying she kind of seems to say that, yeah, sometimes me and Scott do get back together. So I know, I I actually genuinely believe now that Tinsley isn't trying to hide anything. I just think she's like a really poor communicator. And I think she really believes what she's saying, even if it's not fully true. Like probably in her mind, the way their relationship is flowing is not them really getting back together, but then in certain moments she acknowledges, like, yeah, like, we kind of got back together. Because in the confessional, during her talk with Sonia, she says, like, look, like, me and Scott, like, yeah, we do get back together, like, on and off a lot. Oh, okay, so you're literally contradicting what you're saying then. So this is, okay. I feel like it's just terrible communication. In the end, it doesn't really matter, but I think that's what it is. It's horrible communication. I mean, but, like, the thing is, is, like, Tinsley has never been a great communicator. So, like, don't falter for that. And, Dorinda, why are you so invested? Like, you've got bigger issues to fry. Like, one, John, two, the Berkshires. But, like, at the same time, like, I understand where Tinsley's coming from because I've been there. I've been in a relationship where it's, like, so off and on that it's, like, some when we hang out, sometimes we were just hanging out. Sometimes when we're hanging out, it's, like, we're back together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in the frame of things, like, it doesn't matter because it's, the people invested in it and the people that it involves figuring it out and trying to like, you know, work through their own thing. And it's probably confusing enough for Tinsley already. And it, the added stress of Dorinda, Dorinda being like, I need to know this. I need to know that you're lying to me. You're lying here. It's just kind of like, honestly, like BS. And I, I feel for Tinsley. I fall I on the do. other side of this because I know you, do. You, you know, the way I look at it now for one, it's a total non-issue. It's a total non-issue. Yeah. But two, you put the onus on Dorinda, right, to just stop asking questions at all. Yeah. I put the onus on Tinsley because this to could be like what? This could be a non-issue if Tinsley just said the following. You know what, Dorinda? Yeah, you're right. It is just so complicated. You know, like some days we're on and some days we're off, and I never really know where I stand with Scott, and it's kind of a wild ride, and I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, and honestly, it's kind of hard to define where we've been. That's what it is. Boom. End of fucking story. Am I wrong? Um, it literally no, would stop being a story. Time, 
But no, it wouldn't because then Dorinda would be like the next time she was like, oh, sorry, you and Scott getting back together. No, no, because she's together. No, because she just described it. It is it no. is difficult to I define. I don't agree with that. Well, Dorinda is just asking for transparency. Dude, I know, I for know, years, Dorinda dealt with this shit with John, right? Like, they would all yes. say, like, so what are you with John? Like, why aren't you guys moving in? Why aren't you getting closer? And what would Dorinda say? Look, yeah. I don't want something like that anymore since Richard. Yeah. I like having my independence. John goes and does his thing. I go and do my thing. That's what it is. And she hammered it down, and people got it. Nobody questions yeah. it now. Yeah. It's not like the other ladies haven't gotten these questions before. You know? I mean, that's true. Yeah. Bethany would get questioned about Dennis. Remember? Lou yes. was questioning her about Dennis. So it, it, they've all gone through it. And Tinsley, for some reason, feels like she shouldn't have to go through any of these questions. Like, for some reason, she's exempt from it. I don't think it's that so much. I feel like it's more. I feel like she's almost feels like. Dorinda's like a badgering older sister because she's willing to have these conversations with Sonia. She's willing to have these conversations with other people, well, especially but her. even Sonia kind of gives her the eye roll behind the sunglasses. You could tell because Tinsley goes like, "Don't give me, don't give me that look, don't give me that face." Because when yeah. Tinsley says like, "We're not back together at all," Sonia in her confessional clarifies, "Well, uh, Tinsley's uh, Birkin bag game has actually gone way up." Her dress game has actually gone way up her vacation game has actually gone way up so for someone who is broken up uh, it, the the accessories aren't really reflecting that right okay so even do, sonia do questions under, her though do people not understand that tinsley comes from money and has a freaking trust fund and that she is rich in her own situation like right, it right. blows my mind that these <laughs> but women scott are is like, buying these things for her and that's fine do he's you, allowed that's to that's not true yeah yes, it is it is not, it, it's not true. everything okay. yeah it is true not this everything, the, but many things. Okay, this is my. We problem saw with it these last ladies. year. We saw it last year. He got okay. got her those I- incredibly expensive shoes. Okay, we okay. see it. We see it on camera. I'm just saying, we see it. It's not. Uh, it's not crazy. This, <laughs> this, this, this is what's is happening the, in front of us. But this is the other thing. This is. The and by other the way, it's not Carmen. a problem, and it doesn't make no. her a prostitute. She's allowed to get gifts from Scott. And by the way, they. You know, Eddie, can I just dunk on you right now? I'm going to dunk on you. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, because I don't think you're dunking because I'm no 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 I'm gonna dunk on you right now. Okay, go for it. Let's see what you have to say. (laughs) Spoiler alert! Skip the next fifteen seconds. Tinsley and Scott get engaged four weeks after they they have drinks at this rooftop bar. Clearly, shit is going down. They get engaged. So how is everybody else wrong? They clearly were onto something. That yes, they are moving towards something. They've always been in this sphere of engagement. And the thing on the table has always been, if Tinsley wants to change her life, then Scott is willing to put the, the ring on the table. This is the problem with the, the Ramona and Sonia and Dorinda and now you. And this is not the problem with me, Leah, and Tinsley. Leah, Tinsley, and I are... Oh my gosh, my Amazon wants to talk to me. <laughs> Leah, and Tinsley, and I understand... That, like, relationships and dating, it's not a straight line anymore. It is a fluid thing. It is splatter paint on a friggin' screen. It is a scatter plot. You don't know where it's going to go. It can go up, down, left, right. And relationships are fluid. You can be in a relationship with, like, three people at once and not be, like, totally sure what's going on. Or you could be in a relationship with, like, one or two. The problem with Dorinda and Sonia, maybe not Ramona, but e- even Sonia and Dorinda, like, Sonia has her like hookup friends. Like she's like, this is my guy. And she like hooks with other people. But she has people like 
they are very like old school I feel like and they have to they're like we have this person for this and that person for that and this is the guy that gives me money and like they don't understand that like Tinsley Tinsley's love life is so much more confusing and like colorful than that I feel like modern daters are date in a way completely different from the way that Sonia and Dorinda are dating and I think that's why those old ladies are so confused Eddie you know I call you the love doctor for a reason right Yes. I think you are usually so spot on. But I think when it comes to Tinsley, you have blinders on. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. Okay. You just described Dorinda and Sonia's position, but applied it to Tinsley. Dorinda and Sonia are the ones that are saying, your relationship is complicated. It's on and off, but admit that it's on and off. Tinsley is the one that's acting like it's not fluid, that it's black and white. That it's binary. That no, we're off. We're fully off. They are just trying to get her to admit the fluidity, Eddie. You just can't see it because you have to be pro Tinsley. Yeah, it's know. right there in front of you. You are saying it's not fluid. Tinsley is saying it's not fluid, no. and you just Dorinda, did the inverse. No, Dorinda you just argued the, the inverse, this, despite you what just the. Can't, no, this is the thing: is you are so <laughs> against Tinsley and so far up Dorinda's butt that you don't see that she's being a villain and a bully. She's forcing. She is being a little woman. bit of a bully, but but she's the but worst. the facts of the case are there. The facts of the case are there. Tinsley clearly is in something with Scott. She is not the one saying it's fluid. They are the ones saying it's fluid. She's saying they're fully off. That's what she's saying, except in her confessional. But remember, the confessional is filmed weeks later, likely as they're getting engaged. Well, this is my thing with the confessional and what we see on camera is like, I would be a lot more tight lipped with what I'm saying on camera to like Sonia, Dorinda and all them and make them want to be like away and be more real in my confessional because I have a better of a chance to say That's it. the fucking point, Eddie. That's the point that they're saying is that she's being tight lipped with them. Now you're admitting that we're right. Well, not tight lipped with like the whole situation. What I'm saying is she, Dorinda has no right to hear all of the shit. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but that's a different question. She's told Dorinda enough. She's told Dorinda and Sonia enough is what I'm saying. But that's fair. But that's not what she is saying. But that is not what she is saying. She is actually saying, I have been an open book. See, Eddie, you're going all over the place. The mental gymnastics are gorgeous. I mean, Addy, I you win. you are you winning wish. a gold medal in you mental win. gymnastics right you now win. with all how okay. all over the place you're being. We need to move. We need to move forward because we have been talking about this for like 20 minutes. Okay, let's talk about the tattoo because that's the real fight of the situation. The really so lusty Leah, moment. Yes. So Leah comes and reveals that she's got some tattoos, um, including the one on her um, her tramp stamp, um, which is her name. Yep. Which a low key I love. I think that's such a badass move. I think it's hilarious. It's very and on brand would, for you, by the way. You would totally get Eddie Estrada oh, tramp stamp. This is this is why I love. I think I love Leah McSweeney because <laughs> I feel like she's very, she's very me. Um, what do you think about she, RLM? So RLM really lusty I moment. Really lusty moment. That Sonia is so quick with that wit. Gosh mm. darn it, I love her. Um, Queen Sonia. So my thing with the tattoos is like. Sonia's being like so judgy about these tattoos and it's like Sonia you have like I'm just gonna be real it's like so much dick that has had tattoos on it like (laughs) cool your friggin jets who do you think you are the princess queen of Staten Island no you are Sonia Morgan get off your high horse and realize that people have tattoos personally I don't have a tattoo I don't think I could ever take a tattoo just because like I am so wishy-washy with what I want 
so non-committal and I hate needles. Um, but kudos to these ladies. Yeah, it's a commitment thing for me as well. I just feel like at some point I may decide, you know, I don't like that placement or I don't like the aesthetics of it anymore. I know you can always change a tattoo. The placement is harder. Uh, in that in that case, you really just have to laser it off and decide, you know what? Uh, I'm going uh, from the wrist to the ass. I don't know. But in terms of the way Sonya reacts, I was kind of surprised as well. But then I remembered there is this Sonya contradiction, right? Like Sonya, like you said, she could be very free and and uninhibited and loose and fun and out there. But she does have moments of conservatism. She really does. They're not quite like early season Countess, where everything was about manners and being classy. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally wrote, you know, Class with the Countess or whatever the hell that book was, right? Like of how to properly, you know, set a dinner table, right? Like this is how you mm-hmm. eat. You don't put yes. your elbows on it's the like, table. It's more of like etiquette and stuff. Yeah. Right. Countess was all about that. Sonia has a tinge of that. And you saw it come out right here. Like, she was being hardcore. She's like, oh, that's gross. Like, if I were a guy and I saw that, she was like, I would be turned off, right? Two shits. Most guys are like, oh, eh, yeah. whatever. And I, th- I, and she, I, I don't know. And I feel like she does it when Dorinda, like, is pushing her one way and she's trying to, like, not get on Dorinda's bad side. Have you noticed that? I don't know. And I feel like. I don't know. She trying- said that without knowing what Dorinda felt about it. I know. But I feel like, I feel like these women text, I feel like there's a, there's a plan of attack. Um, okay, so let's talk about, um, well, then the ladies are, you know, getting ready to go to the Hamptons. They're going to go to Ramona's house in the Hamptons because the Berkshires is destroyed. There was flooding. Everything has been torn out. There's a lot of stuff. This is causing a lot of stress to Dorenda, which we'll talk about later. Um, but they're going to hang out in the Hamptons, um, with Miss Ramona Singer. Um, we get her like going around her house, like getting things prepared. This woman is psycho. She's crazy. (laughs) Um, and then she's going to be going to dinner with Luann um, before everyone gets there. What was, what was she screaming at her dog for? Oh, yeah, to eat the carrot. To eat the carrot. She's like... Her poor dog has lost its hearing. Scream. Go, go! Go, go! Go, go! Come eat your carrot, baby. Come eat your carrot. Like, uh, girl, you are crazy. Um, it was... I. It's Ramona's another level. Um. But she's going to go to dinner with Luann. Luann is, like, dinner first. She sits down. She's waiting for Ramona. Waiting for Ramona. Ramona walks in, but it takes Ramona another, like, 20 minutes to get to the table. Because as she's walked in, this guy hits on her. And she gets his number before she even sits down for dinner. And you know what's great? His opening line was, hey, would you like to have a glass of Pinot Grigio with me? Which is unbelievable. It's either a huge, huge coincidence, which is possible. He knows uh, or, who she was. or he knows who she is and dropped the Pinot Grigio line because we hey. all know Ramona loves her Pinot Grigio. You know, in the Hamptons, there's like the, the Ramona's gotten around and it's like, hey, if you buy this girl a Pinot Grigio, she'll Pinot your Grigio, if you know what I mean. Hey! That's the Ramona singer. Um, she's drop. going around town for a good time. Call, give Ramona singer some Pinot. Um, but yeah, but this dinner is like whatever. But the best part of this dinner, which I'll let you introduce this whole situation. Well, it's the only consequential moment of this dinner is the fact that Ramona hypes up this room she's about to give to Luann, and of course Luann hates it. And I and I can't wait to get into that. I mean, I guess we could kind of talk about it now. But let's just Ra- talk about it now. Ramona's like, I mean, "Oh, this is the greatest room ever. 
I'm giving it to you because I think you just deserve it. And, and Luann's like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't, you don't have to give me the best room. Okay, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take their best room. Of course, of course. But Ramona's hyping it up. It's got its own door directly from the outside. So that way you could bring in, a, you could sneak in a guy. No problem. Hypes it up. Of course, it ends up being a so-so room. I didn't think it was that bad, but it wasn't the greatest. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Luann hated it, of course. <laughs> and it just basically becomes Fish Room Part 2. I loved it. I I loved the montage of, like, Luann, like, wandering around this, like, basement room, like, shivering in the cold, trying to turn on the TV. Like, just so sad. I'm like, this B-roll is insane. It's a lot of square footage, but I do think the being in a basement has a sort of, like, negative vibe to it. Oh, yeah, you're literally, the, the, I mean, put the troll in the basement, trap the witch <laughs> in the dungeon. Obviously, that's why they put Luann there. But, like, yeah, I mean, I always liked to, like, be in the basements when I was younger because, like, I remember my cousins had, like, a basement, like, that was, like, carpeted and, like, decked out. And that was, like, the game room. And I was like, oh, I want to sleep in the basement. But now I'd like to be above ground, please. <laughs> Um, it loses okay. its charm after you turn like 12 years old. Although, I, I, to be fair, you know, a room is a room. Okay. It is nice chair to have a room. Is still a chair. <laughs> Even when there's no one. <laughs> and it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. It could have been the fish room. Let's just put it that way. It's still a basement. It's still um, a basement. Well, all the ladies are at the house. They're getting to know each other. And it seemed like um, Ramona and Leah had a nice little moment um, where they got to know each other a little bit better. Um, Leah told Ramona about how she had dealt with um, drug and alcohol issues when she was younger, um, how she was on her own at 17, had to kind of make a name for herself. Um, Ramona was out on her own at 16, so they they bonded They really bonded over that. Um, and Ramona, Ramona seems to be liking her. Um, they all go outside to have this lunch and that's where the fight kind of begins. Um, they don't really fight at the table, but Dorinda's making comments about Leah's tramp stamp and her tattoo. All the ladies are making comments. Yeah. They're all talking about it because Ramona and Leah actually talked about it inside. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then Leah came outside and the conversation basically continued with everyone. Yes. And it's funny because Ramona, I think makes the worst comment. She says something like, I wouldn't even talk to someone with a tattoo. Doesn't yes. she say that? She does. <laughs> Which? She does. She goes, I wouldn't even talk to someone with a tattoo. It's so absurd. I, I, it's a generational thing, I think. You I know. definitely is. We're both in our late 20s. Never had a problem with a tattoo. What are you saying? I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to, to lift the curtain on that one, Eddie. Um but yeah. I don't know when my birthday is, honestly, so we don't know how old I am. That's true. Which is the truth. You have gotten your birthday wrong, uh, not on this podcast, but on other podcasts. Yes. Um, oh, God. Historic moment. The, it's funny. The tattoos are extremely polarizing for them. They are so nothing for me. Not, not to diminish or devalue them. I know that they yeah. have meaning for people. I just mean that I don't have a negative reaction to tattoos. Um, and they can be cool, actually, right? Um, but if you tell me someone has a tattoo, I don't immediately go, oh, the horror. I don't all of a sudden start to make judgments about that person. They do. All of them do. Sonia all hated it. Of them. She says it's unattractive. Ramona says she would 
refused to speak to a person with a tattoo. In Dorinda's confessional, she says that her mother told her that people with tattoos are the ones who would kidnap you. I mean, pretty astonishing generalizations about people with tattoos, um, all of which are, are horrible and incorrect. Um, this whole conversation leads to a great moment because they somebody makes the joke that it's it's amazing that Ramona even knows your name because she'll probably forget it. Yes. And then Dorinda says, well, if she forgets it, you can just bend over. Bend her over and read it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like Bend her over and get it again. Oh, I think this is what she says. She says, Ramona, you could turn her around and bend her over and you could find her name. Yes. Right, which I actually think is super funny with zero was, malicious yeah. intent. I agree. Because Leah herself refers to it as a tramp stamp. Her name yes. is there. It fits perfectly as a follow-up to the point that Ramona doesn't remember anyone's name. Oh, well, she has a name on her back. It's on her a back, great yes. joke. Leah is super offended by it. And I actually, I wanted to ask you this question, Eddie. Yes. Do you think, I know you love Leah, but do you think yes. that she is going to need a little bit of time to understand this group's sense of humor? Because historically, these are the kind of little barbs, although I don't want to call this a barb, but let's just call it a barb, that they throw at each other at a rapid rate, right? Like, they're quick. They're yeah. relentless, especially when Bethany was around. But hey, Ramona and Sonia and Dorinda can get into that kind of stuff too, right? Yes. Where they're just kind of like throwing it all around, right? Like, oh, Sonia, you're this, and then Dorinda, you're that, and Ramona, you did this, and they just, they're not only self-deprecating, but they could throw shit back. And nobody really gets offended. Leah became really self-serious. Do you think she's going to take a minute to be able to understand their sense of humor? I don't think so. I think she was already on edge with Dorinda because of the situation that happened with Tinsley. And she and mm. Tinsley are close friends. So I think she was kind of has her guard up against Dorinda because of that reason. So I feel like she might have taken it a little bit more in a like malice intent than it was intended. Um. Dorinda has nothing but like honestly pretty decent things to say about Leah when the show is coming out. She thinks she comes out with her guns blazing, like she's a powerhouse, all the stuff. I think they might actually start to get along. I feel like kind of them kind of going head to head is going to be a Kickstarter for their relationship. Um, but we'll see. I don't think, I don't think it's going to take long. I think it's just the situation. All right, cool. Well, then that leads to, uh, Leah going to Sonia and saying, this really did offend me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you may be right that in general, she doesn't get offended easily, but she was offended by this. Sonia then goes directly to Dorinda <laughs> and tells Dorinda, yeah. oh, uh, Leah's offended by you. And then that leads to Dorinda going to Leah and they get into this whole confrontation, which in classic Roni fashion is just super animated, loud with like six different conversations almost happening at once yeah. like tinsley's going after dorinda at one point dorinda's yes. going after leah and then i think yes. like ramona's saying to sonia like what the hell's happening <laughs> what yes. did you do luann's coming in in classic lou fashion i feel like lou always comes in last in these things and goes what's going on what, yeah, what's, what's happening? happening over here what's happening over here and then that basically concludes with um leah saying i should have come directly to you dorinda for one yeah. um two i kind of felt like you were going after me and I don't even really know you. And that was like Dorinda's whole point too. Dorinda's like, I can't even pick you out of a lineup, Leah. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know you at all. And she's like, so then why are you talking about me? Exactly. But they ultimately kind of, they make amends pretty well, I thought. Like, they reconciled, and they were well, like, you know what? We got off to a bad like, start. Ramona was like, well, let's continue this fight at dinner. We got to get to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but they get there, and they're cool. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're like, you know what? Okay, really ugly start. And, and, and Dorinda says, look, it was just a joke, and I thought it was funny. And I think Leah also didn't want to be that person who was offended super easily by something that wasn't that serious. That wasn't that serious. Like, I mean, I, I, I think it was more her being like, are these women going to come at me and being like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, but, and trying to gauge, I, cause wasn't she talking to with, with, with Tinsley? Wasn't that the person she was talking to about how she was like a little bit offended, which is fair because like, that's her friend. Like that's her like girl. But she so, brings like, Sonia in and she tells Sonia. Well, because she thinks she can trust Sonia because Sonia had that luncheon with them. So it's like, it's like she's trying to gauge and see who she can trust, I think, also. And I think it was a smart play by her to get offended over something so small that could be brushed under easily. Because even if it's not a mastermind manipulative gameplay, <laughs> it's a good move on the on the chess board. I don't know how you play chess or what it's played on. It's a good move on the, on the chess land to, you know see where everyone's lines are drawn and with a, something so small instead of waiting until it blows up. You know how in, in our premiere recap, we talked about how like clearly um, based on the preview of the season, Dorinda is going to have an intense season. Well, yeah, I think she's right? the villain. And um, the premiere itself foreshadowed that in a way with her huge blow up at Tinsley. That's yes. Um, and, and we've talked about it a little bit on this episode, uh, you know, aside from, her interaction with Leah, she um, she's going through a lot. Now we're starting to find out maybe what is stressing her out because she had that whole scene where she was bawling, bawling over the Berkshires, right? Berkshires and yeah. So she has a lot on her plate. Um, but you know what else I think indicates that Dorinda's just going to be on one all season long? Like Ramona brings out her phone and Dorinda yes. jumps at her throat. Yes. Which, by the way, I agree with. Like, Come on, Ramona, you can't have one dinner without talking to your freaking, you know, socialite friends back in New York. Be present. Well, I agree. But also, it was her walking into the restaurant and having to go to every single table and say hi. <laughs> By the way, that is something that I've done and that I'm going to stop doing because sometimes <laughs> I'll like I'll walk into a restaurant and I'll see people be like, sorry, sit down one moment. Let me say hello to all my people, which now I realize looks really bad. It looks terrible. And uh, Ramona has not been present for a couple of seasons now. That was a whole thing last year where she kept like coming to events just to show up for five minutes and make her filming obligations. And then she would leave to go on a date or something. And then she didn't go to, I forget what group outing because she threw a secret birthday party for herself. Like she has kind Uh, of been in the zone as Ramona used to call it, right? That she was in the zone. Um, And she still is in the zone. Ramona's zone. Ramona's zone. But I feel like that's a, that's a thing that Dorinda wouldn't have done in other years. Yeah. Uh, at least, um, you know, not without being super wasted. Um, without being super drunk, yeah. All right. Because when Dorinda's really wasted, like, all bets are off. But that, to me, off. was another indicator that Dorinda is just super stressed. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, it's everything's kind of building and it's going to make her kind of this, like, on edge, short fused, yep. Dorinda that we haven't seen in a while, and it's gonna make her the villain of the season. So we'll see what goes down. She's never actually been that. 
She's no, never she been the villain of a whole season. Like the short fuse Dorinda comes out every season. Yeah. Every season since she first started, like season seven when she blew up at Heather. Super epic. She was totally wasted. You couldn't understand a word coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Season eight, on and on. Dorinda always has those moments, but she's never been full-blown short-fused Dorinda for an entire season. We're already two for two in episodes. I I think it's going to continue. It's going to happen. Here we go. All right. Well, I think that kind of covers it all. Did we, we mention mentioned it all? it all? I love using mention it all all the time, like for every like situation. <laughs> um, we definitely did mention it all. In New York, I mean, it's it's only started. It's only going to be getting better. I'm stoked for the season. I love it. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. Um, if you guys want to make sure you enjoy it with us, you guys can subscribe wherever you're listening to. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Any of those. You can also like and share and let us know how you feeling about what we're doing and let your friends know how you feeling about it too and share the wealth, share the love, share the fam. Also follow us on social media. You can find us at H O T N B R A V O D on Instagram and Twitter. Armin, how can people find you at Armin M A H on Twitter. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada and we will see you guys next time. Go Tinsley. <laughs>